Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Shocking to the community. 
Yeah, people the don't know what you're talking about. The stuff that you've been doing is really um, advised. Yeah, okay. okay. You're, not, you're not aware of the hypersensitivity of the American yeah, well, marketplace right now, are you? You're boring the show. You're boring no, the you're just sitting up there in Canada being sexist, chauvinist, patriarchal. <laughs> Hey, it's crazy. Hey, you hey, don't know hey, what you're doing. You don't even know. Knows, nobody knows what you're talking about. We'll get that. We'll get okay. to that later. Zach, Zachary Gallinger. Is that how you say your name? You're the guest that's, today. Are you here? That's right. I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, wake up, okay? Yeah. Wake up for Hello, this show. What's up? Okay. Well, what what about that? You think you could wear a tank top to an interview if you were hiring someone and they showed up in a tank top? What would you say? Um. Construction job, maybe. No, uh, not construction. For you working marketing, come on. Okay, you got uh, no, 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 you no. can't answer the question. <laughs> I, I just look, you had five minutes to think about it while Jerry was ranting, and you didn't even come up with a good answer. Your yeah, Twitter address, yeah, quiet, quiet, quiet. Your Twitter address is Zgal. I'm, I'm speaking uh, American. Z G A L L one. You're a marketing guy, and you've got a name like that that no one can remember. Zgal one. Z G A L L one. If you want to criticize this guy during the show, that's his Twitter address. What high school did you go to, Zach? Uh, I went to a Jewish high school called Chat. Oh, you went to Chat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of it? You just could have said Chat. I live in this city. Yes, I have heard of it. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Now you tweet a lot. I'm just gonna, for as a way of introduction, you tweet a lot about politics. This week you posted a lot of tweets complaining that uh, John McCain was getting too much positive attention. Uh, you said, you know, you reposted a guy, you retweeted a guy who said, you know, hasn't John McCain got enough of a tongue bath by now? I mean, do you worry or do you have any concerns that you're going to be alienating potential business partners by, by putting that stuff out there? Well, to be honest, I don't typically promote this Twitter account, but, you know, obviously you found it, so it's not like it's a secret. Yeah, I put your name in Google. It wasn't very hard, okay? It's true, but I mean, you know, it's a valid point. But no, I mean, I am who I am. I have my beliefs. I don't think they're very relevant to the business world. I'd be happy to work with somebody who supported uh, Trump, as you probably guess I don't. And, you know, to me, it's not really that important from okay. business well, okay. perspective. Well, but, so it's okay to, to have strong opinions against people. And not, you don't worry about turning them off. That's your. That's a marketing Hello? tip from. That's a. Mar- yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. Okay, hold on a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna switch over to my handset. Okay. So no, no. That you by your own practice, you're giving us advice that don't worry about what you put out there. I, I don't know if that's good advice, but that's your advice. You just put any kind of political stuff out there, and uh, you know. Come what may. Okay, so uh, you are a marketing company, and you uh, uh, target recruiters, it seems to me. Uh, You've got two companies, Lucid and Talent Hero. Am I right about that? That's right. Lucid was an original web design uh, company that's not something I'm focusing much attention on anymore, but do have some legacy clients. Okay, so what is your focus now? Just marketing techniques for recruiters? What is your focus? So let's get yeah, the show on the road already. Sure. So, yeah. So, 
I started Lucid, which is sort of a generalist marketing web design company about five years ago. And as, you know, I think recruiters know who are generalists marketed themselves as being sort of able to recruit for anybody. It's a bit of a tough slog selling people on, you know, the fact that you can help their business specifically when you likely haven't worked in that industry before. So about two years ago, I got a recruiting client and I found it to be a pretty interesting industry to kind of start learning about and, um, you know, start to realize there's a lot of opportunities available out there for recruiters um, who, you know, for the most part are still doing things in kind of probably the same way they were doing them back, you know, 10, 15 okay, years okay, ago. Okay, let's get going so I don't have to edit a lot of garbage out before we get to something good, okay? Now, you are here, I assume, because you want to plug a new platform that you're building. So I'm going to give you a chance to do it right at the start of the show. Uh, you, here's what you say. We're building a new all-in-one platform to help recruiters find clients and candidates. What is it? What's that about? And pep it up a little, Okay. Sure. So this platform is going to be essentially an end-to-end way. This is going to be an end-to-end way of getting you traffic to your website and then converting that traffic um, into new leads and then eventually turning those leads into clients. That's the simplest way of putting it. Okay. Can you break it down or should I just talk about other other issues? I I can break it down quickly. So obviously, you know, with with recruiters, a lot of recruiting um, lead generation is done through outbound methods. So what we've sort of come to believe is that there's actually a way to get people to come to you, and that's mostly done through search traffic. So lots of recruiters have websites, but very few recruiters actually get anyone coming to those websites other than if they're searching for that business already. So what we'd like to do is figure out, well, how do you actually get people who don't already know about you to come to your website? So that's step one. Step two is you've got that traffic. Now, what do you do? Most people come to your website are not necessarily going to reach out to you. 99% of that traffic is going to disappear, never hear, never hear from them again. So what can you do to actually get their contact information as quickly as possible so that you can begin a conversation? And then third, you've got that contact information. What does that conversation look like? Well, typically it starts with an email campaign and ultimately ends with a phone call. So we know that, you know, in recruiting, you can get as many leads as you want. You are still going to have to close that deal, and that is definitely outside of our control. Um, so, you know, ultimately, we give you those leads. We show you how it's done, and we warm them up as much as possible, and then you make that call and close the deal. Okay. How much is going to cost? How much is it going to cost? We haven't settled yeah. on pricing yet. We're probably going to have a few different tiers, though, depending on – how much you want to do on your own and how and if you mm-hmm. want to or just outsource everything to us. Okay. I looked at a lot of your articles and you talk about a lot of these things in your articles and so we'll go through those. That's what we're going to do on this show. And here's number one. Good. You've got an article called How Google AdWords Can Get You Dozens of New Recruiting Leads Each Month. Okay? And you give the example of getting eighty five new leads in a month for $425, you consider that a bargain. You want to talk about it, or should I read your stuff back to you? No, I think we can talk about it. So um, to be perfectly honest, that post is probably a bit outdated. The cost of, um, of AdWords have definitely gone up, and through, honestly, through stuff we've learned that you know the budget's likely going to be a bit larger. 
But, so you know, tell Ad- people what AdWords. Tell people what AdWords are to start off. Right. You can go right. to Google. You tell us how and buy a word. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, tell so us what me, it's yeah, about. Yeah, I can break Come it down. On. Pretty straightforward. So everybody who uses Google has seen the ads at the top of the search results, and those ads are obviously being paid for by companies. So let's say a recruiter who's working out of Toronto, where we're from, um, you could you know show an ad for the word Toronto recruiter, and you know that person, whoever's searching, is going to see that ad, and some percentage of those people are going to click the ad and then get taken to what's called a landing page. Okay, so you page. go to Google, you go to Google and you bid on that phrase, Toronto recruiter. There's other people right. bidding on it as well, and the person who bids the highest gets listed first when someone does a search on Toronto recruiter. Is that what you're saying? That's essentially right. Yeah. Okay, how much are you going to have to pay for Toronto recruiter or, you know, Boston recruiter or uh, tech recruiter because you right. say that you don't have to pay the most money to get the biggest bang. Tell us about that. Okay. So, obviously the cost does certainly depends on the competitiveness of that keyword. So, you know, bigger cities, for example, are going to have higher costs. Um, and there is a way, though, that you're not necessarily paying the highest cost to get the highest position. And that's because um, what AdWords does is they rate your, the quality of your ads and the quality of the landing page where, people, where you get taken to once you click the ad. And the higher the quality of that, the lower your costs are. So you may have, for example, you might be bidding, say, $5 a click. Someone else might be bidding $10 a click, but your ad is considered way better. You may actually get a lower price than them and higher position. Really? Can you, can you give us a, an example? I mean, uh, like what yeah, is quality sure. consist of? What are the elements of quality that they're grading you by? Right. So they're grading you by a few things. One is called the expected click-through rate. So they basically use their algorithm to determine how often do they think people are going to click your ad compared to your competitors. And a lot of that comes down to how relevant it is. So what you'll see is a lot of people, when they set up AdWords, they don't do it properly. And by that, I mean they pick, a keyword, they pick say, 100 keywords, and they create one or two ads. So obviously, the ads aren't really going to match exactly what people are searching for. So the proper way to do it is to actually write one ad, at least, for every single keyword that you're showing so that the ads really have a specific match to that keyword. Same thing with the landing page. You want to make sure that that landing page is very specific to what the person's searching for. A lot of recruiters, what they'll do is they'll direct the person to their home page. So let's say I typed in tech recruiter. So obviously I'm looking for a tech recruiter. And, you know, maybe my business does that, but it's certainly not emphasized on my website. I'm going to get someone sent, send someone to my homepage. They're probably just going to leave right away because they're looking for a tech recruiter, but I didn't really sell them on, you know, being a tech recruiter. So I need to have this really good match between my keywords, my ads, and my landing pages. Okay, so your landing page, you're, you're saying that the key, keyword stuffing is not the key. It's, it's focus. Is that it? So you got exactly this. Exactly right. Okay, so you don't want to pile it. You don't want to dilute your, your, your topic. You don't want to have a pile of keywords. You want to focus on one phrase or one word. Is that right? That's right. For AdWords, SEO is a little bit different. That's a totally different topic. For AdWords, yeah, you want to be as specific as possible because if you think about it, that person has clicked the ad. 
they're obviously somewhat interested, but to you, to them, you're still just one of dozens or hundreds of recruiters. Okay, if someone clicks on your ad, hold on. If someone clicks on your ad, what information do you get? Because in your article, you said you get 85 new leads. Are those people who actually communicate with you, or do you just get their information once they click on that on that link? So you have to no, they do. You do not get the information at that point. You have to. They, you have to then sort of begin the sales process of convincing them why they should give your contact info. They should give you their contact okay, information. Okay, so it's not that simple. It's not like you just pay them five bucks for your phrase "tech recruiter" oh. and you're you know you're guaranteed of eighty people with you're getting the email addresses of eighty people who are looking for tech recruiters. It's not that simple. Your article is deceptive. Okay, no, no. let me tell you right now. No, I, I think you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. The article is talking about 85 people who gave their information, not 85 people who clicked. Okay, yeah, you're but right. you're not getting their information. You're, yeah, but you gave the implication that you get their information just by buying this Google uh, ad. Now that you, and you said, oh, that Google ad's going to give you 85 leads. No, it isn't. It's going to get you a bunch of clicks. That's all. Then you have to do no, a no, bunch no. of other no, you things. Get, you're going to get way more for for, for, for the budget, you're going to get way more than 85. I'm saying 85 will actually give you their information. A much larger percentage will click and not give you their information. Yeah, but how much oh. work do you have to do on the numerous clicks that you get to track down their contact information and then do what we would ordinarily do anyway as a recruiter? So you, you, what you do is obviously you ask for the contact information. You ask for as much as you can reasonably ask for up front. So – you know, name, email, and phone number are the sort of three basics that we that we require when we do one of these campaigns. Otherwise, you're right. You're left sort of sourcing um, in a sourcing task that can take – Okay, so, so hold on. Let's move ahead. So what, one of the things you advise is, is the white paper, right? Offer them a white paper, yeah. and they have to give your email address and that information. That's what, right? Yeah, right? that's right. White papers are real boring, aren't they? I mean, like, it's, 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 it's like – killing yourself i mean who reads them so i think you know white paper is probably not a great term because i completely agree with you they have the they have the word has a horrible connotation and you're right they're dry and boring i think a better thing to do is to offer some sort of guide and by guide i mean a really detailed step-by-step walkthrough of whatever is of interest to the person that you are trying to connect with because one, it's obviously a lot more appealing when someone sees that. They think they're going to get something of value. Two, when they get it, and you actually deliver on the promise of value that you're offering. You've now obviously created give us an a good example. Give us an example that a recruiter could use. And you can take Jerry as an example. He is a tech recruiter, just like you said. He places programmers on contract. Yes, okay? I am a very good example. Right. Okay. So you're uh, let's say you're trying to, you know, connect. And he's with, in, you know, uh, just to clarify, he's in Indiana, the middle of nowhere near Fort Wayne, but he works at a number of states. Okay. Just so you know. The northern right. end of the Bible Belt. Right. Okay. So I, I know mean, where that is. obviously, you know, without going maybe to the, on the geographic level, though, of course, you could do that. You know, if you're thinking about a tech recruiter, what is going to appeal, obviously, to, say, an HR rep who's, you know, looking, you know, to looking to, to hire a recruiter might be something that will help them, you know, conduct an interview for, you know, say, various programming languages. So, 
you know, the types of questions that, you know, they may not be familiar with, if you can kind of lay that out systematically for them step by step, is something that, uh-huh. you know, could be. Would a recruiter, the average recruiter like Jerry, know how to put that together? Jerry, could you put that, could you put an interview, uh, a sample interview up for some kind of developer? Would you be able to do that? I have to admit or? that, no, I probably would not be the most qualified to do that. I'm a recruiter, so, so Zach, not a software Zachy, developer. Zachy, I'm sorry. Zachy, yes. Zachy, how do you do that? Would you hire somebody? How would it be I, yeah, done? Yeah, absolutely. You, I would you're hire not a programmer. How would you get it done? If you wanted to create, if, if Jerry hired you to create that form, how would you get it done? I would, hire, I would hire a writer to work with a programmer on a guide. I mean, that's the thing. You, you definitely have to be creative with this. Like, that's really my number one sort of point with this, with this particular industry. With recruiting, there is so much of the same old, same old and nobody, it seems, is willing to try something a little bit different. And you're right. Like, you can't – I completely agree with your point. You're, as a recruiter, you will not be able to put some of these guys together completely on your own. But if you do it and you make a really good first impression with people – How could you do it? it really now, I noticed in your ads – I noticed in your ads you keep recommending the website Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. It's the same in Canadian and American. Fiverr. What is it? What could you get there? Okay, so Fiverr is a site that allows you to get some, you know, design work done cheaply. So this is a kind of a big point that I like to make is that, you know, if you're going to make this guide, then, you know, you want it to look good. And it's not very unlikely you're going to be able to do that on your own. So you can go to a site like Fiverr and you can hire a graphic designer to, you know, build this entire guide for you if you, say, give them the text. You can get them to do similar things like infographics for, you know, a blog that you're trying okay, to Okay, but those are designers. Sorry. No, we, we have to get someone yeah. who knows about programming to, to, right. to ask the question. Are, are, uh, we are we talking get... about just putting out content again? Isn't that what our guest last week was? Well, just thing with pour content. out a ton yeah. of knowledgeable content. Is, is that the deal here? content well i think that we're talking about yes this is sort of a content thing but there's also the adwords thing right so like the the key for content and i tell clients this is that creating great content is a great first step but if you don't have a distribution plan to get in front of people it's completely useless it's going to sit on your website no one will ever see it and then so what right so you know great content who cares like i i can create i can create great content i know how to do it but you know, unless you do the, unless you figure out how to distribute it. So AdWords is one way of distributing it, right? You can also do SEO. So people find your website through search and then you have an opportunity to show them that great content. But I mean, this is the reason I guess. So another question here is with, let's say a dozen tech recruiters calling every HR and hiring manager in every company every day, where does it come about that they think, oh, I need to find a recruiter. I'll go to Google and type in interviewing questions for SQL DBA, land on my content that I paid somebody to develop for me, and then call me. I mean, isn't so that's, that like a one out of a billion? I think that's, that's the question. Is it one out of a billion, or is it a much better percentage than that? So, you know, uh, I think our, it's a one in a billion. For, to, to think that companies don't know how to get a hold of a recruiter right now, when you know what? Not, there there are, are people. I, I hear people say, I hear people say, I needed a certain kind of recruiter, and I looked, and I they all had the same blurbs on their website, and 
I don't know, maybe this would, Jerry, you're raising a good point. Maybe this would work. But let me go back to this question I asked before. How would you come up with this with this list of questions for an interview? You haven't told me. You told me how I yeah. could get a designer. How could I get the intelligent questions to pass on to the hiring manager or HR person? I would I would uh, hire so, I would hire I would hire oh. a developer who has experience. So uh, you can go on websites like for, if you're in the tech space, you can go on something like stackoverflow.com, which is a place where developers ask and answer questions. They have a job board there that you could post. You could definitely try something like Upwork.com, which is a freelance site that tends to What is Upwork.com? Uh, is that what up, you're saying? Upwork. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I know you're way up north site. there in Toronto, but, I mean, like, I don't know what's wrong with your phone line. I can barely hear you. Go ahead. Huh. Sorry, yeah. So huh. Upwork.com is a place that you could <laughs> check out. Um, they will have writers from a wide variety of topics and, you know, you can, you can tend to find people who are experts in their field there, even though they may have another day job. So okay. I, 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 don't, I don't think coming up with a list of questions for an interview would really be the, the world's most difficult project here, Animal. I don't uh, either. Okay. I mean, uh, can't you do that? Upon you go on Wikipedia. Well, yeah, you, you, yeah, you could, you could uh, search for them, and, and somebody that has good SEO, you'll find their stuff. Yeah, and if it's it uh, copyrighted, you can you can nab it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. And, and one in I'm going to move on to another question. I'm going to move on to one another question. One in a billion, question. it's kind of like you're telling me there's a chance, right? Who's that? Michael G. Cox? There's a chance. Up the phone. You've there's become so chance. lazy. We can, we can barely hear you. I want to hear what you've got to share with us, Michael. Can you pick up the phone? It's right here. Thank you very much. Go ahead. What are you saying? I Sounds didn't hear good. what you said. DJ. <laughs> um, no, I'm just it, – it sounds like – wouldn't it be better if we just kind of set up like a, a survey that would grab information from folks? Maybe we did it like on Facebook, and we could just harvest all of this great data He's got and a survey going use... for recruiters. You're, you're, you've got a survey going now for your own company, right, uh, Zachy? Yeah, we we it's closed, but yeah, we had a survey. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure what the sorry I didn't catch your name, but I'm not sure what your Michael G. Cox. Exactly. That's Michael G. Cox. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not really gra- getting what you're getting at. No, it, it sounds like we're we're gonna put out a a bunch of information online in the hopes that somebody will click and then we'll grab information initially. It's kind of like saying, um, take this survey real quick. We'll give you all these great, let's say, interview questions. And when they take the survey or when they click to get the white paper, that's when we get their email address and phone number. I see number. where you're going. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm there with you. It seems like an awful lot of, am I am I muted? <laughs> no, no, I can hear well, you. Kathy, I can hear you. They're just talking oh, over you. Go ahead. Like an awful lot of redundant work. I mean, you should be able to get any information that you need from your from your client as in terms of. Yeah, questions. there's no client, Kathy. Wake up! There is no client. Oh, You're trying to no, get clients. Me. Okay, but you're saying you're you're recruiting for recruiters, a technical recruiter, or whatever. And how, 
how do you, am I misunderstanding this whole thing? Like, how do you get questions together so that someone we yeah. can acknowledge? Jerry, Jerry's not a tech. Jerry's not a programmer. He can't ask all the deep down questions about, you know, that are relevant I for programming. He can ask enough. He can ask enough where he's going to satisfy whomever he's presenting his person to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking yeah, about that. You're that, giving I'm a not, list. I'm not going to put my. You're, you're missing the point, Kathy. As I'm an expert. I am missing the point, so that's the point. I am missing yeah. it. Yeah, okay, the uh, point is, is you've got Kevin a person. Man, we're getting bogged person. down here, Animal. Why don't you do an okay. ad, we'll reset, okay. and come yeah. back in okay. the bottom of the hour with a new hey question. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. Have you ever heard the saying that context is king? You know, it means whatever... Uh, framework you're operating in is is very important, and you know some people say that's really king. What is king, Jerry? Cash. Trash. Cash is king. Yeah, but some people say context is huh. king, and and okay. they mean I've like heard if, content. if they mean if you're recruiting, uh, you know, temp people, you need special temp software for for your recruiting business. If you're recruiting, uh, uh, if you're a headhunter, you need different. Uh, recruiting software. It's the no, context that, that you're working in. Well, that's what that's what right. PC Recruiter says. You don't. And they oh, don't I you why. Yeah, and here's why. <laughs> because their software is configurable. It's adaptable. They don't impose their format on you. Their software is something that you can design yourself, and if you don't know how to configure it, you can just call them up. They're happy to help you. They're always got a smile on their face. You know why? Because if you're a recruiter, PC recruiter, they love you. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a solitary recruiter working on your kitchen table or if you're part of a big team in a big company. They want to make sure you're happy. So go check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. pcrecruiter.net. The boss over there, Martin Snyder. Tell him you heard about him here. Okay. Now I've got a new question for uh, Zach Gallinger. Zach Gallinger, uh, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do it? If someone wanted to talk with you. Uh, you can either give me a call. The number is uh, there's a one eight hundred number. No, 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 not a phone number. Give a website. Give a, a URL. Website, talent, Come on. Talent media dot com. Talent hero media dot com. Talent hero media dot com. I got to tell you something. This guy's got a ton of articles on LinkedIn. Well, they're on LinkedIn. They link back to his site. They're really interesting. I mean, I might be giving them a hard time, but I found them really interesting. And maybe I'm not the best guy to make them sound interesting here, but I read them all, and I, I thought they were great. So here's another thing. He, he's got an article, How to Get Job Orders. He says, use Data Miner, Data Miner, that's a software, to create a recipe that scrapes data from different job boards on a regular basis and provides you that data in a spreadsheet. Can you tell us something about Data Miner? I think there's a, a group on Facebook for people who use Data Miner, but I have no clue. It makes me feel like it's too techy and I'm going to be incompetent. How hard is it to use? How, what is it, how does it work exactly? Sure. So it's a really good question because it's actually one of my sort of favorite topics is just the general idea of automating stuff to save yourself time. 
So, I mean, data miner is a tool. There's lots of other ones that basically can go to a website and just grab everything and then, you know, take that data, put it somewhere where it's much easier to use, like a spreadsheet. Um, whether, you know, it's, a real, it's not easy for the average person to pick up. They do have, like data miner specifically has something they call office hours where they, were, they will actually do a screen sharing session with you. So you could actually give them a website and say, can you tell me how to scrape this particular website? And they'll walk you through it for free. So that's actually like a great tool they have. Um, but, you know, automation in general is something that like I think not just recruiters, most businesses, but are completely underappreciated. Like whenever you are doing a task in your day-to-day uh, -day life that takes more than two minutes, you should be automating it. And, you know, typically you're going to hire somebody, but, like, the, that can be done very cost-effectively, save you a How ton much of time. Again, this is a boring speech you went into. I'm, I want, yeah. I'm a guy who likes concrete things and examples. Okay. Uh, how, does the data miner cost money? Example there, right? So you gave a great example there. I can give you some other ones as well. So just let me just build on yours. So let's say – you know, you want to get, you know, you want to scrape job postings every single day, right? Some people are going to do, they're going to log into their website, they're going to sort by new jobs, and they're going to go through job by job by job, see which ones, you know, see if they can say, get some contact information. You could actually maybe build a tool that grabs all the jobs from there, then starts looking for the person's contact, you know, the, say the contact person's email, um, you know, and then automatically puts everything in a spreadsheet. They get an email to you at the beginning of the morning. You know, so like everything can be done, you know, with, you know, without you. So data miner can go to Indeed and search Indeed maybe not, maybe for certain kinds of jobs. Maybe not data miner specifically, but there's definitely a tool you can build with like, you know, some more custom work that's going to be very cost effective. These How are much not are we like talking that. about? How much is that going to cost? Three, five hundred dollars. Really? Like, these where are, would you find someone? Where would you find someone to do that for you if you're not a technical um, I I've, I've found buddy I the guy I use is I found him through Reddit. Um, but you can definitely find similar people on Upwork. Upwork's the place to go if you want to find cheap coding. Now you're going to the warning I'd give people listening is that, you know, if you've never hired for any development work, it can be a bit of a pain in the ass to figure out how to find the good developers and separate them from the bad. But if you do have a specific automation task, you know, send me an email. I'll point you in the right direction of somebody who I know is quite good. Okay. And so you're talenthero.media.com if someone wants to get in touch with you. Why did you come yeah. on today? Like I tried to, you know, sell your platform. You didn't do a great job of telling us about it, but maybe it will be more relevant at the end of the show. Why did you come on? To, to market that platform? Is that, is that what we're, uh, you're, we're talking about? That's, that's part of it. I mean – I think the challenge what, is there a name had, for that platform? Is there a name a, a that name people yet. can hang on to? It doesn't. I wish it did. You know, make it up. Make. Come on, you're a marketing guy. Make one up uh, and get it's a special lead, URL for it. Lead, it's going to be a lead gen platform. It might it might even be called lead gen for recruiters. I don't know. I'm still working on it. But yeah, the reason I came on is because recruiting this, you know. Somebody said before that, you know, how, how is this ever going to work because people have all their recruiters calling them and they're bombarded and who's going to be looking. And the thing is that, like, there's, there's so much missed opportunity out there. People are looking for recruiters on Google and people are looking, you know, people can be marketed to this way. And there's just a huge amount of resistance. And I understand why recruiters have done things a certain way 
which is typically the best recruiters are the ones who are the most aggressive, the ones who you know, make most cold calls, have really refined their sales pitch, obviously are good at what they do as well. But that aggression is really a hallmark of recruiters, and it's obviously why a lot of people don't like recruiters. But there is a way. There are people who are, who are, sick, of, who are sick of hearing cold calls, who don't really want to talk to somebody on the phone, but who do want to do their own research and feel comfortable, you know, doing searching Google and finding. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. And I want to tell you something. It wasn't just someone who said that a million recruiters are calling people and no one's looking. That was Jerry. Okay. That was a somebody Jerry's on the show. You should know that you should do a little research before you come here. Okay. Jerry and Michael G. Cox. They're not nobodies, okay? You should, I don't know that guy's name. You should have known <laughs> the main players before you came on this show, okay? Mm-mm. That's what you have to do if you're serious about spreading the word. And you then you can kiss our ass. Well, oh, Michael G. Cox, I listen to you every week. Yeah, you're great. Kathy, yep. oh, you've got great comments. They'd love you then, okay? You're no salesman, let me tell you that. I'm I'm okay. starting to drift away from this uh, show mentally, animal. You I'm sorry. You ask some good questions. Now I'm uploading band on. pictures, and I was yeah. just looking at a few bass pictures from three weeks ago. Okay, but there you, you go. Are, I'm there sorry. There you go. Okay. You're losing Jerry. Jerry, 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 listen, Jerry. Yeah. You said something that I think is bullshit. People are looking for recruiters this way. Whether or not you believe it or not doesn't change the reality that there are people finding clients this way. And okay, that's let me move on. Let me move no, on. I Please. I appreciate the backbone there. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> so many recruiters are pounding my market. Now, I don't know about the plumbing world or perhaps the agricultural <laughs> scientist niche, but in IT, there is not a single HR person sitting around going, you know, I wonder, I wonder where a recruiter is that works in IT. I know. What type of company? It's got to be a very small company. Good story, though. I mean, you've got to set something up as the, as the dilemma that your solution solves. I mean, I'm with you on that. Okay, let me. He's got another one. This is uh, here's guy. Uh, let me. I, I'm selling your stuff better than you are. Okay, email okay, campaigns. He said email campaigns are awful because they're purely self-promotional. Instead of pitching your recruiting services, choose a relevant article to send. Include a small blurb in each newsletter about how you can help with their next search. Okay, so you got these great articles. Let's say you've got a great article. Okay, not mm-hmm. a fluff article. Just. Getting a great article is a problem in itself. But let's just say it's good. How do you get the email addresses to send it out to? How do you get those email addresses? That's a good question. So, I mean, there's a couple ways. Obviously, one, if if you are getting traffic to your website, then you have an opportunity to promote this newsletter and get get people to sign up through that method. Yeah, but you Um, know what? They don't. They don't. All those boxes are always jumping out at us. How often do we... uh, I listen, listen, I, I think you have to understand here that like with Internet marketing, just like cold calling, you're not closing every single person. If someone said cold calling doesn't work, I called 50 people and I got one person to like, you know, talk to me. You wouldn't say necessarily, well, clearly cold calling is a bad method. And similarly, like if you get 50 people to your website, one person signs up. That's, you know, maybe that's within the realm of possibility and and reasonability. So yeah, how long, is it gonna, how long is it going to take you to get a decent list of, to send well, out your, your newsletter? 
so I think that if obviously if the typical recruiter, it's going to take them a decade with because they have nobody coming to their website. You're right. But obviously, you can generate a lot of traffic if you kind of know what you're doing with SEO. Okay. I mean, so the SEO and the AdWords, SEO and the AdWords, they're the gateway to get people to your website where then one in 50 can sign up for your newsletter. Is that right? That's right. Yes. And I do want to actually add one specific point uh, back to Jerry's about, you know, is anyone actually doing this? So I know you. I don't know if you guys know Jeremy Sizemore. He runs a company called. Yeah, uh, we SA, know him, and I saw you had an interview with him. He's a yeah, he's so a I radical mean, conservative. I don't. I'm surprised he. He's a Trump boy. I'm surprised he talks to you. Very well, I'm very well aware of that. Um, but anyways, he has. So he absolutely dominates search results for anything related to the word SAP and recruiter. He will come up, put him in. You'll see that. And I've spoken to him. He says he gets about 15 new clients per year from Google alone. So, I mean, like, he's, you know, he's in the tech space. Like, he knows what he's He's an active member of Jerry's Facebook group. Jerry's sleeping at the wheel while Sizemore is stealing all the business. Okay? There you go. Jeremy, if you you ask him, Jeremy, he's part of another uh, recruiting organization. He'll, He'll say he has tried so hard to convince other recruiters that what he is doing works. And he, you know, these are people he knows well, people who trust him. And he says that he can't really, you know, it's really hard to get anyone to buy into his methodology, even though he has proven results. And this is a challenge that we've been up against on many, many lead calls with many, many people we've spoken to. I'll be perfectly honest. We are slogging through. We definitely have some clients, but we definitely don't close at the rate that we thought we would when we first started this business. Because okay, i got to do an ad. Just- no, no, I, look, look, I, Jerry can fall asleep. I don't care. He can hang up because he's got better things to do and still ask for uh, his payments later on. I'm finding this interesting, okay, and I'll probably want you to come back. But right now I have to do an ad for the good people at Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire Tool is a super duper sourcing tool. You go to hiretool.com. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be educated about Boolean. You go there with your ordinary English language. Put in the search information that you uh, have, that you're working on. It creates the string, the search string for you, and it searches a wide variety of sites. There's uh, Stack Overflow that was mentioned before, GitHub, Facebook. LinkedIn, and a wide range of others. It gives you back a list of results, ranked top to bottom. And what else does it do? It guesses uh, who's going to be most ready to leave right now. It guesses what the people's salary might be. And you know what? If you're doing lots of big searches, apparently this is the fastest way. I mean, there's people who are good sourcers who say that it saves them a lot of time. So go check it out, please. And you know what? You can try their uh, free Chrome extension. Uh, They're very famous at giving good contact information, both personal and work, emails and phone numbers. Check it out. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. Back to Zachy Gallinger. Zachy Gallinger. Zachy Gallinger. Okay. Let me see. Uh, okay. Stay in touch. with. I didn't like this. Stay in touch with past clients. When you fill the role, ask for feedback on how the project went. What if they tell you they, you, know, they, you call a month later and they say, yeah, I'm not really that happy with the guy. What do you do? Um, well, I mean, I think that 
obviously, you know, if you're not, if they're not happy with a the guy, then, you know, I think you'd want to know why. So you can improve your process. I you're going to give them half their money back. Your... Are you going to no, give I'm them half suggesting... your money back? No, I'm not suggesting giving any of the feedback. I'm just saying that, you know, it's very easy in a, are you going to say, uh, no, no, I want to know how you deal with it. You say, well, look, it's your fault. I didn't force them on you. Oh, well, what do you, how no, do you I, handle I, that? I, that I, you, I, you're I, telling people to go back and check up on how and when they said, you know what? Zach, it didn't go that great, right? That, what do you even say? Oh, too bad. Better luck next time. Oh, no, like I you didn't have anything to I'd do with what, it. No, I'd say what's. I would want to know what the problem is, and I'd want to understand if it's something that I did on my end, or if you know, shit just goes wrong sometimes, and you can't always make every you know every place is not going to be perfect. But this is just about actually. It's not. It's, I mean, one thing it's about obviously getting meaningful feedback for your business. It's also about staying in touch with something, so having an excuse to contact them, um, you know, and then obviously, I mean, the point I'm trying to make in that particular post is that people just get so busy, they, they, and they forget, I think, some of the basics of ways of obviously, you know. Okay, here's your other one. Send your clients there. cards. Send your clients cards for every holiday. Are e-cards okay, or does it have to be a written hard copy? I think a written hard copy is actually great. I think the more people move to email, like almost everything you get in the mail now is junk mail or some sort of bill. I, it really stands out, I think, so much more than it probably did like 10 or 15 nobody, years look, ago. Nobody, nobody believes it's sincere. They know you're just sending those cards out to get money if from you, them. If, if you, if you send, if you, I agree. If you send a card that looks like you sent that exact card and you don't bother writing anything personalized in it, you're right, pointless. And probably does insincere. You're gonna to have to take some time and write a handwritten message, like reference what? something that you know. Like what? Like what? Well, you know Michael G. Cox, well, you are you still on the show? Michael G. Cox, still on the show? Michael G. Cox. Jerry, is somebody still here? I want to ask a question. Does anybody get these cards from their suppliers and actually like them? All right. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Well, we lost a lot of that. people already. I think it's an interesting show. People are dropping off like flies. Sell, you got to sell harder. Anyway, I think that's dumb. Well, here's another one. Ship them random, random gifts in the mail. I mean, I guess I'm too guilty-oriented, but these are just like bribes. What are you talking about? A bottle of booze? or What are we talking about there? No, I don't. Give them random I mean, gifts. Something that obviously um, you know has some some value, not like complete uh, token, but obviously here, not really here, buddy. Way. Here's a dozen golf balls, so you're going to give me twenty thousand dollars worth of business. This isn't about. Pathetic. No, I don't think. I think you're looking at it from a not the perspective I am, at least. I mean, I'm thinking about it as just that I want to keep my company's name top of mind with them, and I want to give something like a value, so they just remember me. This isn't about a brand. I don't think anyone's going to. Be like, well, I'm giving you a twenty thousand dollar fee because you gave me twelve golf balls. No one's that stupid, but you know, there's these subtle things. This is how you build a brand. Like, the, a brand, a, a good brand, and I don't think recruiters understand this in any way. It's that they're like recruiters are very transactional in nature, right? Like, give me the job, I'll give you the person, let's move on, right? But a good brand is something that's built slowly over time with all these very small touch points. And I think is something that, you know, can be achieved with gifts. It's just one component of the whole process. But, you know, that's, my, that's what I believe. Okay. Here's another article. How to optimize your recruiting agency's LinkedIn page in five minutes. Do you think you've got anything to say there that we don't already know? 
No, probably not. That was probably our first blog post ever and not something I'd publish today. Okay. So uh, you also say offer people free software like uh, HubSpot's website grader. That's kind of absurd if you're not a software company, isn't it? No, I think that you can – I think people really overestimate how much it costs to make custom tools for their sites. Um, you can get stuff done at a reasonable price if you, you know, go through somewhere like Upwork. It's absolutely possible. You don't have to be a contractor. So what, what kind software of software would a recruiter create that, that somebody would want to use? Um, you know, something that might be like a way of uh, like grading, a, grading resumes. Um, you know, it's probably the one that – comes to mind first if you could create no i haven't got a clue no no i don't know what you're talking about i don't have a clue and i noticed you didn't give any examples for us (laughs) you said do it like hubspot oh yeah okay they're a marketing company what what am i going to do what's jerry in fort wayne indiana going to do okay well you can you can create you can create sort of a resume grader, so you could have something that obviously just you know looks at certain looks for certain keywords. Oh, don't bore us! Find. Don't bore us! I think don't. Yeah, I know you're pulling that out of a hat. Congratulations, but I don't think it's it's going to fly. Here's something that's very obvious. I'm going to read it though because I think it's a good idea. Okay, be your industry's news source, and this is how you advise us to do it. Create Google News alerts about your industry, okay? So you're going to tell us how to do that in a second. A Google News alert, and it's going to send you articles. I don't know what keywords, relevant keywords. You pick one article, and then you pick out an interesting quote from that article, right? You steal the image from the article, the headline and the quote, and then you link to the article, put it in a newsletter or like an email, right? And, yeah, and send that it. send that out to to your people. Is that it? So you're really just curating, but you're you're de- sort of redesigning it. Is is that it's you're creating a little that blog is, posting with a quote. Is that right? That's right. And I mean, I think that the the difficulty a lot of recruiters have is that from you know a lot of their clients are hiring you know infrequently, or you know they don't have that opportunity to consistently make contact in a way that's like you know. That has, where, the per, where the recruiter has any reason to continue reaching out. Right? You can't, if, if you have somebody who hires once every three months, you can't contact them every week to just check if they have a new role. It's obnoxious. So, you know, these types of ways are sort of, this is sort of a way of getting around that problem. You say, okay, Yeah, but here's the thing. Contact. Did we discuss this already? Hold on a sec. You know, these articles, uh, you've got to find a good one, first of all. That's going to take you some yes. time. But if it's good... Haven't the people in your industry read them already? I think you talk no. about that in, in, on your on your site. Haven't they read it already? No, because that's the thing. Like, I mean, I think maybe people get caught up in like who they are. Is like, so maybe you're someone who reads a lot, and I'm guessing louder, you are, louder, louder. I think you're probably somebody who reads a lot, but you know, most people don't read anything. They don't. They don't go out and search on Twitter all day. So why are they going to read what you send to them? You, Let me do an ad, and I'll you, come back, and you're going to have to answer that question. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Recruiting Animal here for Hone It. I always feel bad that I'm going to start. You know what? I'm lowering the price on my ads. Everybody's going to be paying the same thing in the uh, starting September. So I'm going to start doing some Hone It ads a lot earlier in the show. If Nick Livingston is listening. 
That should make them happy. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, is phone interview technology. Here's how it works. The candidate and the recruiter dial into the interview just on their regular phones. They have their conversation, and it's recorded. So you've got an audio recording immediately. That means you don't have to worry about hearing everything. You don't have to worry about typing fast enough. You don't have to worry about writing fast enough. And here's another reason that emphasizes what I just said. The audio recording is automatically turned into a typed-out transcript. So you can read it. You can search it for keywords. You can take out bits and pieces and pass them around to other people very easily. And when you're actually doing the interview, you know, some questions are more important than others. So when you get to a really important question, you press a button, talk about it with the candidate, press another button. It's separated as a separate clip. You can send it. Here's your key question. Start here, okay? What else can I tell you? And I think those are the, the main thing. It, it, Sorry, there's a little, a little interference on the line. It saves you some, uh, some worries. Go check it out. Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. The phone interview technology. And then you know what? It gives you lots of statistics about your phone interviews as well. Back to uh, Zach Gallinger from talentheromedia.com. Uh, yeah. Uh, if the people don't read like you say they don't, how are they going to get them to read your, you know, crappy well, email? The point is that the point is that you're, you know, if you you need to build sort of a reputation as somebody, you're actually finding the worthwhile stuff. You're sending one article. You're not asking them to sort through a Twitter feed or a Facebook feed. So you're really doing the work for them. I think people do want to read. They just don't have the time to do all that filtering out. So you're spoon really feeding them. You're spoon feeding exactly. them. Like I spoon feed people on my on my uh, group. I, I go to articles, I take out sort of the, the key ideas or the key paragraph, I post it, and then I post a link. So you're suggesting the exact same thing only in an email, right? That's exactly right. Okay, but you got to get those email addresses, and to do that, you got to get people to come to your website and give you their email addresses, and to do that, you've got to, uh, you know, buy and Google Ads just, and get good clear, search engine. You can get email addresses, obviously, through the ways that recruiters have been doing it forever, which is just, you know, doing sourcing tech, using standard sourcing techniques, you know, running LinkedIn searches and finding the names of people in your industry and, you know, and then, you know, looking for their email address with many of the tools that are available. So, I mean, obviously those emails are less valuable because you are going to be emailing that person cold. But, you know, if you can do it at an affordable cost, which should be definitely possible, um, you don't have okay, to. Okay, now you've got an article. You've got an article called "Fresh Content Myth." The fresh yeah. content myth. Your recruiting blog doesn't need a new post every week, but how often do you advise us to send out these these emails with uh, this article? How often? I think that I think the article, like if you're going to be doing what I said of the curating articles, then I think you can do it on a weekly basis. It's one article once per week, and like you're obviously hopefully picking a really high quality article. I mean, if you're writing your own stuff, I mean, I think blogging in general is, is tough to do in this industry because um, there's just not that much to be said. And a lot of it just gets repeated over and over again. Like how many times you see like five interview tips for this and seven, you know, things to not wear to an interview. And it, it's sort of like that's one problem. The other problem is that there's often a lot of people who, 
um, you know, they, if an HR person is like in recruiting, doing the recruiting, they probably have other parts of their job. They don't want to read about recruiting every day. It's, it's really hard to find someone who wants to just read recruiting content on a weekly basis who's not, you know, a recruiter. So you're so, kind of pulling the, the, the rug out from your advice here about, you know, all these, no. this content, content no, marketing. Con- you're saying- con- no, no. So what I'm saying is that that's not, when we do SEO stuff, just to be clear, we didn't really get into the details of this. We are not, we are not doing SEO work on blog posts. We're not trying to get people to come to visit your blog post. It doesn't work. We're trying to just get people who are really interested in finding a recruiter to actually hire. So like the point, you know, someone types in ways to conduct an interview. We're not pushing those blog posts. We're pushing people who say New York recruiter, New York tech recruiter. Those are the people we want. And that's not done through blogging at all. The the content marketing stuff that I'm talking about, like maybe maybe creating one really, really good guide that's maybe 2,000 words and is actually helpful, that's something we recommend. It's just not something most recruiters are going to commit to. So when I say, you know, it's the choice between blogging on a regular basis, sending one blog post per week, or just writing something amazing once every three months, but figuring out how to distribute it in an alternate method, then, you know, that I would definitely go high quality, low volume versus shitty 500-word blog posts. Okay, so this, uh, we've got no time left almost at all, but we do have five minutes. So you tell me if there's something burning that you want to talk about. I just noticed that there was something that interested me a lot that um, we haven't talked about at all, retargeting. And yeah. that's when so- someone comes, you, you get someone to your website, and you say, you know, it's very unusual that they're going to act on anything the first time they hear of you. And so you've got to run after them. You have to track them. How do you do that? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways to do it. One of them is retargeting. So retargeting is essentially um, when, when, you, when they come to your website, you install with something called a cookie on their browser, and that lets you track yeah. them as they kind of go anywhere else on the Internet. So they might go to another uh-huh. website, and they see an ad for you. They might go back to Facebook. They see an ad for you in their news feed. Twitter, same thing. How did that happen? You, do you have to pay for an ad at that other site? Like you go to YouTube, you do, yeah. and you're going to see Fort Wayne Recruiter? Yeah, exactly right. You pay for the ad on those other sites. Those How do you do that? Actually, so, I mean, depend, you have to pay for one on pretty much every platform you want to advertise. So Facebook, you go to Facebook, you pay for the ads there through them. You know, if you want to see it on YouTube, you go to Google. If you want to see it on other blogs, there's like multiple different ad networks you have to be a part so, but, of. But what is there something like if, if I visit your website or Fort Wayne Recruiter and then I go watch a, a movie on YouTube and in the margin I see Fort Wayne Recruiter, how, how do they get my ad? Like, and how do they put it all together? Is that too much so to talk about they, right now? The short answer is that you have – an indicator in your browser that you went to the Fort Wayne Recruiter website. So when you show yeah. up on this other website, they see that indicator and they say, oh, that guy's been to Fort Wayne Recruiter. Fort Wayne Recruiter uh-huh. is paying us to show this guy another ad. Let's show it to him now, essentially. Okay. Well, what if, what if uh, you've been to a few websites that have ads on YouTube? Which yeah. one is going to so show up? Usually the one that's going to pay the most money, typically how it uh-huh. works for that okay. click. Yeah. Okay. What's our last topic? Um, I want to just quickly talk about one thing, which is about brand building. So uh, I mentioned a bit before, but I don't think recruiters are great at brand building. And I think the, the number one thing I, I you know, really wish recruiters understood is that p- 
picking a picking a niche and really going with that as as niche as possible is so helpful for differentiating yourself. Um, you know, people say I'm a tech recruiter. That's great. It's obviously an industry, but like you need to go a lot more fine grain than that, I find. And that's really where sort of brand building starts. That's kind of my number one, I guess, tip that I kind of want to leave people with because, you know, there's so much competition. There's no way to differentiate yourself um, unless you actually say that you are very good at one thing very specific. I just had uh, someone contacting me and she's trying to build her, she's trying to market herself as a JavaScript recruiter. And I think that's great. That makes, if I'm looking to hire someone who wants to know JavaScript, I'm going to go with her not with a person calling themselves a tech recruiter because I don't know if that person knows anything about JavaScript. So, you know, that's just sort of something to leave people with, I guess. Okay. So this guy's name, everybody, I don't know if everybody found it interesting. I found this a very fun, uh, informal, uh, down-to-earth discussion. So I appreciate you coming here. His name is Zach Gallinger, Zachary, G-A-L-I-N-G-E-R. Uh, he's uh, Z-G-A-L-L-1 on Twitter. says he doesn't use that too much, but if you want to read nasty things about Trump and John McCain, he's got plenty of it <laughs> there. And his, uh, his, we- his website has a lot of very readable articles. I like them. So it's talentheromedia.com. That's, if they go there, they won't have any problem finding, uh, finding the articles. Am I right about that, Zach? Because I went That's to them right. through LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? No. That's, that's it for it. today. I like. Yes. Hey, thanks for coming. Okay. Thank Michael G. Cox, Kathy, Jerry. Thank you, every. Which, why aren't the buttons working today? What's going wrong? There's always something wrong. Thank you. All right, so 18 years in the industry, started with a family firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Jerry, wake up. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. Don't ask Jerry for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, you guys. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. Here's the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know what, about Gary. Wh- what? Gary if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't need it. If if he man, is man, ready man, to man. say that he's done with it, then I, I embrace his participation. People come here with their big ideas, and we say, listen, Papa, listen here, Mom. One and one is two. We'll grant you that. But everything else you say is just your opinion. You're not going to lord it over anybody here. Not when you're on this show. You got a big idea, you better prove it. Or you're going to be pepper sprayed on Jerry Jerry. What show is this? Hey! 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.